and welcome to the first ever episode of Best of Fort. This is the weekly FGC talk show. That's Fortnite Games Community. And according to Steve, we are now a Fortnite show. I'm Efren. I played the game once. This is Mike. Yeah, I think we're going to be recapping Ninja's stream. We're going to be going over the, the newest strats. Hey, we're going to do all that I'm sort of stuff. Here. So, yeah. This is correct. This is correct. Uh, we're inspired by uh, First Attack, of course. Uh, we have uh, our Builder Supreme, uh, <laughs> Steve, Ace King, Offsuit, Jurek. Uh, he has been playing uh, Fortnite since the beginning. He <laughs> yeah. really He's an OG, in fact. Yes. And, uh, All of those things are true. And uh, representing the average player, we have Baby John, uh, <laughs> who also is a Fortnite maestro. <laughs> um, he played with Drake before Ninja did. Uh, that's how long he's been playing, and we're about to get on that hundred million train on the best of fort show. <laughs> there, there will be no actual forts. Uh, I don't know. I've never played the game. I played it once. I've never played it either. And then I deleted it. We're gonna keep talking about fighting games like losers. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Total losers. What did uh, Hotto tell us last time? What's your favorite band? Do they sell out as much as uh, as uh, Taylor, Swift. Taylor Swift? No, but they're still your favorite band. So, Fortnite is Taylor Swift. And we're like, Cher, still performing <laughs> in 2018. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, I, you know, I mean, more Cher reference than I thought we'd ever hear on the show. <laughs> Look at this. I mean, fighting <laughs> games are as old as Cher, right? In the, in the gaming community. And they've had as like, many really cool uh, facelifts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and still can't get it right. Dang, <laughs> bro, why you gotta talk shit on Cher, man? <laughs> All right, well, we oh. love fighting games, and that's what we talk about on Best of Five. <laughs> yes, it's actually best. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed it out. We actually are best of five. It's a weekly FGC talk show, fighting games community talk show. And like we do every week, we talk about Taylor Swift for an hour and a half. Now, we'll be talking about <laughs> recaps of all the exciting uh, action. Did y'all watch any of that? We got a sub, too. We got a sub. Should we debut? We should debut it. The uh, Donka inspired double clap. Tell us who we're looking at here. Well, this is Daigo and Doggo. <laughs> Simultaneously clapping for you. So uh, sorry for everyone who subbed last week, but this week you get double the round of applause that you ever did before. So if you ever want to resub, now you know. I'm clapping. Daigo and Doggo. That's next level. Um, yes, Z, that's Doggo Umahara or Umabarka. Would be a funny uh, Umahara dog inspired Umahara version. Umahara? I don't know. Working on it. Umahara? That's too weeby. <laughs> yeah, man, Steve, who knew? Come on! Anyway, Come on, like, we that do, was good. like we do every other week, we're going to have a recap. We're going to talk about the events over the weekend. We're going to talk about Stinky Peeps. We're going to talk about clickbait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What was... What? We're going to talk about Stinky Peeps. People. That's right. what Peeps means. And all kinds of other stuff. Uh, clickbait. Well, stinky, heard of it? Stinky? Stink? Stinky John, you know all about clickbait, right? right? Shut up. So, uh, before we get real into it, uh, John is at his sister's in Chicago, and they have bad internet, so he's like, throw up the baby John picture with me raising my eyebrow, judging this delicious meal that your family probably lovingly provided. Which, if you sub, you can post. Yeah, by typing in B-O-V what? W-U-T? Um, all right. You can also throw, uh, you can't throw tomatoes at me, which is the best thing. You can throw them at my baby picture, but then you're just a dick for throwing tomatoes at a baby. Yeah, that would be rude, so don't do that. Um, 
Yeah, so we have plenty to talk about. Uh, we do have a question of the day and a block grab today. But first, Steve, how about that recap? Uh, yeah, let's get to it, because there was a whole lot going on. Uh, let's start with the grand finale of E-League the Challenger Street Fighter V. This was the final episode. It came down to <laughs> JB and Commander Jesse. It, it, to the shock of everyone. Wow. Uh, JB played amazing. He took it. It was a tough matchup for Jesse, but... It looked like season three, Rashid. That's how good he was doing. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a reason for that. <laughs> but yes, uh, JB with the 5-1 win over Commander Jesse in the grand final uh, to qualify for E-League. But wait, there's more. Uh, immediately after that, they announced that there would be two spots given away through the show for E-League. And the second spot would go uh, to the winner of a ladder tournament. So kind of like how it, how you see in bowling, if you ever watch that, uh, the last two qualifiers play each other. Uh, then it would be the winner of that faces the next one, the next one, next one, all the way up to the last person eliminated. Uh, who is automatically in grand finals. So that is Commander Jesse. Uh, let's take a look at that second screen. You see Sherry Jennings got off to a strong start, but could only get as far as Rob TV. Uh, Guilty beat Rob TV to book a spot in the grand final, but Commander Jesse would not be denied with the 5-1 win over Guilty. Commander Jesse takes the second spot in, e in the E-League Invitational. So, one, I called it. Oh, wow. What a call. Go <laughs> well, I, I called that they'd give away two spots. Go back. Check the tapes. Check the tapes. I won't. <laughs> no. Not going to do it. Should. Uh, but uh, what that means is that we know everyone who's going to be in the E-League Invitational. Here's the here's the list. You got uh, Strider, Bolino, Commander Jesse, Daigo, Dogra, F Champ, Fujimura, Fudo, Haitani, Idom, Infiltration, JB, Justin Wong, Luffy, Mena RD, Momochi, Knuckle Do Phenom, PR Balrog, uh, Problem X, Punk, Smug, Snake Eyes, and Tokido. That kicks off on TBS next Friday. Can't wait. I'm really excited about it. Actually, no. That, that that that's actually cool. Like that'll actually be good. And they actually they actually play those, maybe not live, but at least the day before, something like that. They play them pretty much live. So no, it'll be it, season it three. Is live. It is live. Okay, so yeah, season three point five. No hooligans, no nothing. Just Street Fighter Five action. Hopefully, no uh, police involvement this time. <laughs> Unless they need it, like last year. No. <laughs> Hopefully uh, they don't need it. Unlike they, year, need it. they also didn't need it, but that's another time. So, uh, uh, but no. Yeah, moving on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, check that out when that starts in about ten days. Uh, let's kick it over to our traditional tournaments, starting with. Uh, do we have uh, conquest? Did I put that in there? You sure yes, did, the Seattle qualifier for Red Bull Conquest kicked off, or was this weekend? Chris CCH taking it <laughs> in Street Fighter V, defending the region. Uh, the other games, not so much. You had Hamad coming out from Texas 
to take Guilty Gear, and you had uh, Ben Shank coming down from Vancouver, uh, the Cascadia rivalry to take Tekken 7. This format so. sucks. <laughs> okay. What is no, why are why do we have a guy from Houston and a guy from Vancouver representing yeah, Seattle? That was the whole reason they did three different weeks a month apart is so that you wouldn't have people traveling to take it and so that it would actually be Seattle versus Houston versus Chicago. This is stupid. I don't know whose idea this was, but it's objectively bad. It's I mean, like I letting like, the it's like letting the CPT regional people. It's like letting Tokido go and win in like Latin America and like, hey, here's your Latin American representative. It's Tokido. It's like <laughs> no one wants to see that. Like if you're if you're trying to separate and have representation from all the different regions, then freaking do it. But like, the, yeah, I completely agree with Donka here. It's like we have ours in Arizona in like August, which by the way, that was really stupid of Red Bull. It's like, like the hottest time of the year and have your Arizona representation. But I, I don't want to see people coming in from like Seattle, from like the Midwest, from California. It's like an, a six hour drive from California. All those guys from SoCal could potentially come out to try to, uh, to, you know, clean up last moment spots for this thing. And it's like, good. Why'd you have it here? Why don't you just have it all in these popular places? And I, I don't know. It's a stupid approach. Well, I, I don't, I don't. How can you be mad at Ben Chang coming out? Because that's literally the closest one to him. Fine. I mean, that's fine. Sure, but like, I mean, uh, there's literally one in Houston. <laughs> that actually, there's a Houston qualifier. Well, then have someone from Seattle come out, sponsor him, so that they can take the. <laughs> what the do you Houston do? Check driver's licenses. I'm right. not blaming Hamad. I just think that they had a good format, and I don't know why they stepped on it. It doesn't like everyone knows Hamad's a total asshole though. Nobody <laughs> what? He's like nobody the thinks that person in the entire Whoa. world. I love Hamad. <laughs> I, I just don't no, get I'm just kidding. I, the whole point of having them all on the same weekend was that this wouldn't happen. And I feel I, I just don't get it. But whatever. It's still gonna be a cool event. I yeah. just think it was a mistake. <laughs> Shout outs to uh, our boy Hamad, friend of the show. He's been on the show. He's been he, on he's the, the show. Our first ever um, was it the it was the Evo, or? yeah. Capcom I think it was the Cup. Or Capcom Cup. It was the first Street Fighter Four Capcom Cup. We did like a three-hour marathon show, and then our legs Wait, didn't work when we stood up at the end of that. I remember that. Why did we do that? Three hours sitting down? F that. You wore a flamingo shirt? I did. And white pants? I did. Um, okay, moving on from Red Bull Conquest, the dumbest event ever with a shitty format. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Uh, let's take it over to Australia. Battle Arena Melbourne Mate. was this weekend. Uh Big event in Australia for a ton of games, but it was a master event on the Tekken World Tour. And this one was taken by Knee over Saint in the grand final. Uh, knee with his second master event win of the season. Uh, significant because he's only been in three events and he's made grand final in all three. He's also the first player this season to win more than one event. Um, you know, last year it was all about JDCR and Saint and then Anakin in the U.S. And it was kind of, you know, who it was basically a fight for second whenever those guys were in. But we've seen so much variety uh, in terms of who takes that top spot. Much different uh, atmosphere from last year. Uh, and you see how well Korea did taking seven of the top eight spots. Uh we take a look at the global standings for the Tekken World Tour. You see JDCR still hanging on to that first place spot, but only by uh, five points over knee. Uh, you see Saint and Kakoma right there as well. All four of those guys have a, will be a combo breaker, and all four have a chance to jump into the uh, number one spot overall. 
So, and we'll be talking more about Combo Breaker later. Cool. Or not. Maybe we won't. All right. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, you have you have you have something else to talk about for an hour and a half, Efren? Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I got a hundred million reasons to talk about Fortnite. Just you, kidding. You might you might get two of those reasons. Maybe. Cute. If I get seventh place twice. <laughs> oh wow. Oof. We're going meta. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? <laughs> Uh, there was also a Street Fighter V tournament at that event. Ooh. It was a ranking event on the Capcom Pro Tour, and it was win number three for Tokido, taking it over Sien in the grand final. You see Verloren and Brandon rounding out the top four. Uh, you had two Australians make top eight, but uh, could not quite defend home turf against a guy who has been in incredible form already three wins on the season for Tokido. Uh, that was one of just of three CPT events this weekend. Uh, let's take it over to Toronto for Toriukin. And when it comes to to Toronto and Justin Wong, name a more iconic duo. Uh, just, he can't do it. Justin Wong taking it over Problem X in the grand final to win his third straight Toriukin uh, Street Fighter V tournament. The man, forget Rob Ford, this is the new mayor of, of Toronto. Uh, <laughs> that how you get Duke. elected? You just got to win Toriukin? Two times. Uh, yeah, or... Uh, you got to pull off the turkey. <laughs> winner, winner, turkey dinner. Uh, you've got uh, Canada... Ma- taken four of the top eight spots, but once again, the foreign invaders. The four bottom ones. <laughs> uh, a whole 22 points combined for Canada. But uh, still, Justin Wong showing he can still get it done. The best Canada-Justin Wong performance, I can't remember which one of them, probably Canada Cup, maybe, if I'm not mistaken, versus, damn, now I can't remember if it was versus Game Review or versus Air, where he picked Dan. It was Air. Air. And, he and it was it. just one game. He, he said one game, and then he won the first game. That was a classic matchup. Y'all should Google that on the YouTubes and uh, enjoy yourself watching a real game. Street Fighter yeah, War. Justin won this tournament pretty handily. It did not. And he beat – and Minot versus Bison was supposed to be a really bad matchup, according to a lot of former Minot well, players. He, he just dominated him. He had to play from the loser's bracket, right? Because Problem X beat Justin in the first round yeah. of winners of top eight. So it was like Problem X went in like hot, and he was kind of supposed to win it at that point. And uh, Justin kind of surprised everybody. Well, not, maybe not surprised, but yes, one played Minot. He was he was you know dicking around with Falk a little bit, but he went back to Minot and uh, and beat him with that, which I've heard as well is a terrible terrible matchup for Minot. But I still can't feel bad for her because she's Minot. Yeah, I don't know if any matchups that bad for her. Space Jam original <laughs> soundtrack is saying that he won with Falk. Was it Minot or Falk? No, he lost with Falk. I think the first time, and then won with Minot. He played Falk some during the tournament. Dude, this is like straight up turning into a waifu fighter, man. If you pick one of them cute honeys, you're going to win. And also, you put a lot of time in the lab and practice hard, guys, because that's important. <laughs> um, and be Justin Wong. And try to be Justin Wong if you can, um, a.k.a. the mayor of Canada. <laughs> Justin Trudeau, Justin Wong. Oh, no! John, that's a good one. Finger guns. You guys can't see it, but I'm doing them. <laughs> All right. We'll take it for it. What else you got, Steve? Uh, there was one other uh, CPT event this weekend, a uh, little thing called Stunfest. Uh, 
Uh, massive, massive event in France. It was the premier event of the weekend. Um, and the name up top, it's a familiar one, unless you started watching or stopped watching at the turn of the year, then it's unfamiliar, but it's <laughs> Fujimura, a.k.a. AKA. The, yes, the artist formerly known as Yukadon. Uh, I think we can stop saying that now because he's won a premiere. So now he's Fujimura, period. Yeah, he's better uh, as Fujimura than he ever was at Yukadon at this point. So, <laughs> And he made the Evo top eight. Yep. Yeah, with with Nash in season one. Nah. But he yeah, beat right, me last right. game, last round, that Evo. I did take it down to the last round. Wow. Didn't you also make Could top 32 one time in Marvel? When you, when I you made were... top 32 <laughs> that year in Street Fighter. Wow, look at this guy. Um, okay, um, but the obvious question on everybody's mind is, would you want if Takeda was there? Are you asking me? Yeah, why not, Baby right John? I don't think that there was anyone in the world that would have beaten this man. And and there there was a very clear line between top 16 and top 8. Top 16, uh, Fujimura was just regular old Fujimura. Maybe an argument for, like, he could be maybe the top 10 best in the world. Maybe not. Depends on if it's a good day or not. He loses to Daigo. It's like, yeah, whatever. It's a, it's an average Sunday. You know, go on with your business. When he started playing in top 8, this guy was unstoppable. And, uh, you know, if you go back and look at the battle logs in top 8, and this is all off the top of my head, but I believe he went 18 we and 2. For it. Yeah, oh, we do. cool. I'm sorry. Am I take? Am I stopping on Steve's? Uh, no, 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 Steve, no, no, like no, 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 no. This is for your. Right, cool. um, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you see there, uh, top sixteen at the top there, um, two owing everybody. People like Mov, people like Goichi. That's pretty good, but eh, it's not unheard of. Loses to Daigo, um, and he beats Fudo two zero, which I will be doing because Fudo is my bracket combo breaker. But that's story for later. Um, and then he beats Gachikun three zero. Akun, uh, was it Akaino? Akaino, Akaino, yeah, 3-0. Yeah. Daigo 3-0. When, when he went back up against Daigo, you're like, oh, yeah, it, not only is it Daigo, it's Daigo who's also had some experience against him, and everyone knows that Daigo's like the Batman of fighting games. Uh, you give him some time to, to analyze you, and it's all the better for him. Nope, turns it around, 3-0's the beast, then goes on and has a really rough time with Oil King and his Rashid, and to his credit, Oil King was also playing out of his mind. Some of the best matches from Stunfest were Oil King's matches, but he does successfully defeat Oil King, and then he goes into to Grand Finals against Infiltration, who, you know, all I have to say is it's Infiltration, um, and, and you know what I'm talking about. 3-0s him in winners, or 3-0s him from the losers, and, and then 3-0s him again, takes the entire tournament, and I believe his, his top eight run was 18-2 and two total, only losing those two games to Oil King. The guy was the absolute best Street Fighter V player in the world, at least on Sunday. If he can continue playing like this, if he's just figured something out and ascended, and this wasn't just like I was hey, having a good day, I had my Wheaties, you know, whatever, um, and he can keep going like this, then he's he's going like he's he's competition for Takedo, absolutely. And it'll be great seeing what happens, you know, at the next major that he goes to, seeing if he clashes with Tokido, right? But that's hey, immediately I'm where everybody's here. going, like they everyone's talking about it. Well, would he beat Tokido? It's like, well, yeah, you're putting this guy up against the the established best player in the world right now for a reason. Um, so it'll be very exciting to see where his path leads. Two subs means twice the gift. Round of applause. Quest beer and OJ Peter, I think. Shoutouts. Pitre. Clap, clap, clap. Thank you. Yeah, and he was honestly highlight reeling most of the people he beat, hey, too, including I'm Infiltration. 
um, ins insanely dominant out of Fujimura with a character who did receive uh, a lot of tone downs in season three, but um, is clearly still able to make it work. Does this count as you a know, double the gift? Sorry, Bloomtune just subbed. Um, nice. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn, the whole set wins. We are just, how deep into the well are we going here? Don't worry about it, but shout I, out to Bloomtune. What you were saying? I, I will bring this up, though. Last year, if you go with me back to final round, we saw Shen pick up Ibuki. Uh, that was right when he transitioned away from Fang. Pulled out Ibuki and won at final round. Now, it was nowhere near as dominant as what we saw from Fujimura on Sunday. But he was doing these new Ibuki things. This was also season two Ibuki with her new bomb mix-up. Well, yeah, new bomb mix-ups and the craziness that, that character was. Um, so not quite apples to apples. But we were seeing things similar to what we saw um, from Fujimura in like these crazy... Is it a cross-up, throw all the knives from right above you and hits you and then, you know, go into super. This kind of like new crazy Ibuki mix-up tech. So, um, and then, you know, Shen did very well. He's, an, he's a great player. Um, that goes without saying. But he didn't go on to, you know, win anything major after that. You know, he didn't go and take Evo. He didn't go and take Capcom Cup. Um, and so, I, not quite the same, but it's worth, you know, comparing the two and saying, will this kind of be a similar route for Fujimura? Does it just take that, like, you know, you have people like Daigo, people like Tokido, he's on their radar. You know, he's on everyone's radar. Infiltration's watching those matches probably like 600 times. Uh, and the next time they meet, he's going to have, or right now I should say, he has this huge target on his back. Everyone, all these pros are looking at him. So, like, will he be able to continue to put on performances like this? It'll be very interesting. I think so, he will, so. honestly. I think he has something that differentiates him as a player, which is just his ability to optimize and, and capitalize on everything. And he's been famous for that for a long time. I remember back when he played Nash, he was famous for, like, max damage punishes on Birdie's bullhead where the target combo would hit only the second hit and you get a full combo off of it. This is a guy who is really playing this character the way you would play her in your head and not just the way that it ends up going in a match. Mm -hmm. um, he's optimizing off every combo. He's, he's only using V-triggers really on hit to make sure that he gets a good reset off them. He's not just throwing them out on block. He, he really stuck to a game plan and, and made it work. And I think his play style is not one that's going to go away. In fact, I think it's one that he's just improving on and is finally really coming to the forefront of Street Fighter V. And with a character that is definitely good, but no one would have ever said was top tier before, you know, the other day. Um, yeah. You don't think that uh, it's <clears throat> now that somebody's played Ibuki on this level, it's like, oh, now we know what this guy can do. Now, now we start to figure her out. Now we can uh, develop strategies against her. You just had to see it. She's strong and super viable, but she's not. She's not top four, top five. I don't think. Uh, I don't think she. At least she's certainly the only reason you'd say that is because you think Yukidan is so good. Because most of the other Ibuki players lo lost their ability <laughs> to win with the patch, you know, and they switched over characters. Or they just stopped winning as much. And yes, you're right, Fujimura. And so. Um, yeah, I think he's doing it. Speaking of which, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the characters that did get nerfed in Season 3.5 are having a much rougher time. You saw Nephew getting ninth at Toryukin, which is not yeah. something you would have expected from a guy who won Winter Brawl over Knuckledew earlier. Um, you saw Itazan getting like 13th and Storm Kubo not even getting top 16 at Stunfest, uh, when Storm Kubo's been top eighting pretty much every event at the beginning of the season. Uh, Storm Kubo saying he's playing Birdie on Twitter. He is on playing Zangief in several matches. Um, 
Gachi and uh, Oil King really made it work with Rashid, one of the nerfed characters. Yeah. But um, those mid-season changes really did a lot. And whether or not it really does seem like they affected the results and have, have ill-affected the players of those characters during the season. So it's going to be interesting to see if they stick with them and try to make it work for the rest of the season or if they take hey, the post 3.5 results into account and, and you know decide to switch. Kwanzaa, what uh, clap gift would you like? Tell us in the chat. And, and by the way, Abigail's not going to make a premiere top eight this year, and I decided that since I'm putting four costumes for Chun-Li on the line, the chat has to call me Lord Donka if, if Abigail never makes a top eight in a premiere event this season. Before any kind of fashion. You have, you have legitimately six more months. Seven, really. Seven more months. It's not going to happen. So, so get <laughs> ready to call me that. All right, we're going back to uh, Kwanzaa wants the Daigo clap. Uh, so here we go. Thank, Thank you, Quantai. Thank you, Quantai, for the sub. Steve, and were also, you in the middle of a recap? Um, no, oh. let's keep. Yeah, because there's just one thing left. Yeah, well, we can go and, and come back to this uh, discussion because there's more to talk about. Um, recap, rounding out the recap. What you got, Esteban? Uh, yeah, let's take a look at the global leaderboard standings heading into Combo Breaker. Uh, you see Tokido with his win still in that top spot. Infiltration. Uh, at number two, uh, Fujimura all the way up to number three. You know, we talked about last week how there were three Latin American players in the top ten. Now there are zero. Um, so we'll see if Combo Breaker changes that, if Kaba, Mena, and Brolinho can get back into that top ten. So, uh, which would How be many points for a first-place finish at a premier event? 700. 700. So winning that would put you, if, if you just won that in a vacuum right now, that would put you right into fourth place. If you had zero points uh, and you won right now, fourth place automatically. That's going to be you this weekend, John. Uh, yeah, that's, assuming. <laughs> with my Abigail. Yeah, that's <laughs> assuming if, uh, like, depending on how Daigo Knuckle do or. Uh, right, in a vacuum. So, yeah, if, if, those, if, if you were to just get 700 points right now and then nothing else changed. But, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Uh... Uh, what else stands out here? Tell me again why Rise Mena RD Menard is in blue. He's already qualified. Uh, got because it, got that's it. where you save big money, Menards. <laughs> True. Uh, at, I I've just, I've seen like seven billboards since I got here to Chicago for the men, for Menards, which I'm assuming. I is grew like up a with that commercial like for that. sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> restaurant. Restaurant. Oh. Oh, what John. Is, it? is it a restaurant? I don't know. No, no, it's not a restaurant, John. It's not it's a restaurant. restaurant. What is it? Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> what is it? Moving on. I, I, don't tell him, everybody. Just let him assume it's a strip club. I'm looking it up. <laughs> don't do it. You can't ruin the, the joke. Time out. <laughs> um, well, we need to sub because... Someone's got to sub for our new clap emoji or clap gif. Fresh off the presses. Fresh off the press. We just got one. So yep. if you sub, oh, you're going to be a... the first one to get it, which is a huge deal. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it could be a bigger deal than this, to be perfectly honest. All right. Um, uh, you were asking about what stood out, and I mean, I'm obviously a massive one. We've talked about this a few times already. Is Punk, you know, being hey, way lower I'm than you would expect? Uh, not on the list at all, actually. Right? Ask and receive. He said. One second. Sorry, yeah. guys. We got a new gift to debut. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! That's great. That is the happiest I think I've ever Thank seen this guy. Thank you, Delver Zero. <laughs> it's such a like. Nice. 
You know, yeah. That's a good one. You'll always be the first one to have received Daigo's Just happy Z. clap. Thank you for that. <laughs> totally worth it. Thank you. But yeah, Punk, Punk, like, I mean, someone just said in chat, but Punk's soul seems to have been taken by Tokido and Evo last year. And it's, uh, you know, yeah. with, with the way they've nerfed Karen, it's been tough for him. With his character switches, it's been tough for him. He said on Twitter he's going to try to go back to Karen full time. But if you ask me, I don't think that's going to help a lot. That character is not particularly strong anymore, and most of the best Karen players have moved on to better results. So it'll be interesting to see what his strategy is for the rest of the season, because he is not on pace to make it into Capcom Cup, despite going to plenty of events. Um, you know how I feel about your, uh, <laughs> about your assessment there? It's pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Um, no, I'm having no. too much fun over here with these gifts. It was really good effort, and I laughed a lot. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. All right. That was the end of the recap, or do we want to look at the CPT standings a little longer? No, I think we're good. All right. Okay. So, uh, Tokido, the best in the world, better than Fujimura by every standard and metric, uh, is still number one in my heart and soul. And loins. So, okay. Hmm. What else would you guys like to discuss? How about... <clears throat> Not your loins. Who said that? <laughs> so, uh, eventhubs.com is reporting that uh, there's new DLC characters coming from Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of an interesting one. It was a bit buzzkill. These trailers leaked, like, several weeks ago. We've, we've known that not only these two characters were coming out, but actually seen the trailers they released today weeks ago. Um, but they finally announced a release date, which is that the last day of May, we will get Vegito Blue and Fused Zamasu mm -hmm. as characters in Dragon Ball. I think people are looking pretty forward to it. Uh, Zamasu looks a lot different than any of the characters currently in the game. He can fly kind of like Magneto or something like that, and he shoots lasers from his back and stuff like that. He looks a lot different than the characters currently in the game. Um, yeah, it, it, it's an interesting time for it to happen, right with Combo Breaker and the Summit and, you know, the the big um, GGEA tournament all coming up in the next couple weeks. So I don't think you'll see people be playing these characters necessarily for a few weeks, probably just in the lab, but... There's Vegito. Once it all calms down, you might see people test out their potential in the kind of gap before Evo. But uh, it'll probably be a couple weeks before you see any major tournaments played with these guys in them. Are you excited? Yeah. I actually really want to try the green dude, uh, Fuse Amasu. Green dude. Because he looks kind of like a Marvel character. He just looks fun. Yeah. Not that dude. That's not, the blue Not that dude. guy? You want blue guy? Okay, let's go back to blue You don't guy. have I mean, you can, yeah, the green dude. That's who I want to try. Green dude, green dude, green dude, my bad. And yes, technically both of these characters are Gokus, so you can <laughs> add more Gokus to the game. Is there more Gokus in this game, or more Chun-Li all DLC costumes? Ooh, that's a, that's a battle. That's a battle. I don't know. Uh, no. oh, that would God. require a few MIT guys to, uh, to help <laughs> us figure out. <laughs> yeah, or just like counting on the fingers of your hand. But uh, I'll have, Oh, there I'll wouldn't have be enough fingers. <laughs> that's what John said. All right, so that is... What else? Uh, I mean, Dragon Ball... We've talked before about how um, even though they've made some of the same mistakes, if not worse mistakes than uh, other franchises, it's getting a lot of love. Is there anything bad to say? Because I want to talk shit on this show. I think they're doing a good job with the with, with their post-release support so far. There was a few things people didn't like about the game. The patch kind of got some negative press, too. 
but people are getting used to it, and at least they're talking about it, I guess, is how people are going for it. It's just, it's such a honeymoon phase for the game at this point. It's hard to really, you know, hate too hard, and it seems like they're trying, so. Yeah, uh, Woot actually talked about this in one of our uh, Event Hubs meetings, just, you know, pre-shift meeting kind of a thing. Um, and the consensus was, like, the wind tends to blow the hardest at the top of the mountain. So, and by that I mean, like, if Capcom makes a mistake, it's going to get a lot more flack than if, you know, Arxis makes a mistake. Now, you know, 10 years down the line, say Arxis takes the, you know, top dog spot and they become the absolute standard and everything well then the rules would be switched but for now uh if arxis messes up people are going to be uh, probably a little bit quicker to forgive and the the heat's going to be a little bit softer than it would be if capcom messes up so if you compare the two i think that's where you're going to find like the uh the discrepancies i don't necessarily agree with that Ooh. i actually think it's the other way around i think that uh, the the reason Capcom got so much hate for Street Fighter V is because of a series of missteps, either actual or perceived, uh, that they made. So when they make a, a mistake, it's seen as one in a long list of other things. Mm. Because if you look at the buildup for uh, Dragon Ball Fighters and how well everything was received, how much care and love it appeared that they poured into the game, people were much more willing to give that game the benefit of the doubt. Um, so it, it, you you look at King of Fighters. I, I keep bringing up the graphics. Um, you know, they hadn't made a whole lot of missteps uh, up to the launch trailer, but oh man, did that launch trailer hurt the game in the long run. Not because they, not because they're not on top of the mountain, but because you know they had no slack. So yeah, and I I agree that like Capcom messed up a lot of times in a row. Um, I think that part of the reason why Marvel did so poorly was was because of the you know, <laughs> because it looked like shit. Of the <laughs> well, yes, but because of the failures of Street Fighter Five leading up, there was a part of it. Part of the equation was that people were unhappy with Capcom in general. Um, because yes, you mean you mess up enough times in a row, and and you're going to harm your relationship with the fans. So um, I don't think that it's a, a one or the other kind of a thing. But I do think that still, you know, those on top are going to get more flack for messing up than those on the way to the top. Um, but I don't think like I, I 100% agree that yes, it's also the accumulation of multiple mistakes, especially right in a row, that's going to also hurt the reputation. Somebody in the chat reminded us that there was a rootkit installed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my goodness. I don't understand why. I'm still scratching my head on that one. Um, okay, so Dragon Ball is great. So moving on to our next topic. Rumor, new Mortal Kombat game announced a combo breaker. Say what? That'd be an interesting time. They put, you know, they put those pop bonuses towards MK9 and MK10 and Injustice at the same time. Um, I think there's a pretty good relationship there between Nether Realms and Combo Breaker and Rick. That would be specifically. a baller move, don't you think? So, I mean, that would be a baller move, and I think you'd have the exact community there in attendance to watch it and get hype and make the announcement look good. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's a no-brainer to me. I mean, if they're doing it, it sounds really like a good idea, so I hope they do. Well, it's that versus wait until E3 two weeks later or so and then do it. But but what you could do is announce it at Combo Breaker and don't give us anything except for like a teaser or something like that. And then at E3, maybe reveal your first few characters, reveal a mode or something like that. But I, I think that they could absolutely spread it over the two events. 
Um, that said, well, I don't know. Injustice, so they should announce I mean, Injustice Three instead. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be people hilarious. in the chat are saying we're idiots for uh, saying that this would be better than at E3. Imagine though. Oh, it's gonna be I Clay agree. Fighter and not and not <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Imagine if they um, filmed it, saw the reaction of a room full of people at Combo Breaker losing their shit, and then worked that into a trailer or somehow incorporated that at E3. I think that it yeah. would have cred. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and I agree that that would be a good call. It depends on how how plugged in NRS is, and I'm, I they absolutely might be. I mean, you see those kind of guys like Tyler Lansdowne at events every once in a while, and and plugged in and responding to people in the community, unlike a lot of the Capcom guys. Uh, so so yeah, uh, I think that would be awesome. So fingers crossed for something like that. And I would just feel I mean, so I mean, special as a member of the Fortnite gaming community. I mean, FTC. <laughs> you gonna say, Steve? I was gonna say just. The the tie between uh, Injust or NetherRealm and Combo Breaker is so much stronger than uh, between almost any game developer and any one tournament. I mean, you think back all the way back to the first event that was called Combo Breaker. Uh, it was the it uh, MKX was the main event of that game over Street Fighter. Uh, and remember, this is going to be the first event of the Injustice Pro Series. So there's going to be that audience there. You've got guys like Nivik coming out all the way from Greece to enter. So it's going to be a big NRS community presence there. It, maybe it makes sense to hold off for E3, but I do think the, the elements, the, everything's lining up for something to happen just uh, remember the uh the twitch clip of um when uh steve uh tasty steve sees the ninja turtles come out on that injustice trailer losing yes. shit that was like uh, it put a smile on your face it was contagious you know it made you feel good looking at that guy get so excited oh yeah the li joe when urian was announced like that was yeah. the moment you know um and and absolutely if you have footage like that to use to to uh, put like real faces to the hype of your game, uh, it's a no-brainer at this point, right? As we dig into it, but but we'll see. We'll see what NRS does. Martin V11 says, "Tasty Steve loses his shit on anything." <laughs> that's a good point. Well, that's true, but it still it still puts a smile on your face. What's every funny time. to me is how often they like don't end up using the characters. Like Li Joe basically quit Street Fighter before yeah. Urian came out. Alex Myers has played Sakura maybe twice total. Like. Hmm. No one cares about the Ninja Turtles. I don't know. It just makes me laugh. Z says uh, Mortal Kombat skins in Fortnite announced at Combo Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, be... man. Now, now the Scorpion? Is it Thanos, Thanos Fortnite? In, uh, Fortnite 2? Thanos is in there. Thanos is in there. So that would be DC versus Marvel canon. Oh, if you put... Well, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, oh, it's my a bit gosh. of a leap, but there is DC Comics. <laughs> anyway. They're um, going to put Fortnite in Smash Bros. We're going to come back to Combo Breaker at the end of the show when we do a little recap. We'll have Steve breaking down some of the interesting matches and uh, players coming to the Tekken uh, that'll be in the Tekken pools. We'll have Baby John doing his best to break down Street Fighter V. And we'll have El Hombre, Lord Donka. Not yet. You're like uh, Sir Donka. I'm Sir Donka. Everyone's doubting, but just watch. Just watch. And he'll be doing the DBFZ a.k.a. Dragon Ball Fighters uh, breakdown. So look forward to that at the end of the show. <clears throat> All right. Uh, anybody else want to say anything hilarious about uh, Mortal Kombat or Combo Breaker? If it's not hilarious, I don't want to hear it. No. Probably not going to be funny. All right. Let's get to some serious business. Okay. The business of clickbait. Oh, and okay. that is... John. 
<laughs> yeah, John, you're the expert um, when it comes to clickbait. So, do you want to set up this next topic? Well, I, I can't. <laughs> For you. Yeah, we've all you. seen Wayne's World. You're hilarious. Um, now, really, set I it up. No, none of us are that old. You're the old guy. <laughs> I'm uh, that old. Well, I'm older than all of you. Yeah, we always forget that. <laughs> what do you want to talk about with clickbait? I want you to set up what happened with Kotaku. Uh, Shoutouts to the bits. Um, there was an article Thanks that the baited people into clicking and also <laughs> made a lot of people rage. Yes, yeah, so Kotaku, uh, surprise, surprise, ran an article recently about the Smash Bros. community and being stinky. <laughs> and uh, that was essentially the, the about lie? as deep as it went. Yeah. That was about as deep as it went, um, and uh, there was a lot of backlash from the Smash community. There's a stereotype that they are the extra stinky ones within the FGC. That may or may not be the case, but um, all in all, it was just like, that. did this article need to be written? Did this serve any purpose? And I think the answer to that really is no. It was just kind of like this dramatic... Uh, you know, thing that you would expect to see on Snapchat when you go over to accidentally to like the stories area if you're still on Snapchat. John, you're wrong and you should feel bad. The purpose <laughs> of clickbait is to get them sweet, sweet pre-rolls <laughs> and ad. Um, all you sons of bitches got your ad block on that's there. How you, but how, that's how you get Fortnite money, yeah. Is a digital <laughs> thumbnail makes me laugh so hard every time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which one? It's like Wario. <laughs> Sneaky cheesier? No, the thumbnail oh, of the oh, oh, article. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Listen, oh, man. you guys don't appreciate how hard it is to turn a dime on uh, uh, on these online websites, and uh, I guess all websites are online, right? Um, you got to you got to bait the clicks. You got to bait the clicks, all right? And this was a clickbait-worthy title, uh, and, and uh, article. There was a tweet about it that went viral before the article. So if you want to blame anybody, blame that tweet. When something gains traction, a lot of people are talking about it. That's something you might consider writing an article about. And if it's as hilarious and uh, smash-triggering as this is, you write it. Now, what I thought was hilarious was that they tried to get a quote from Hungrybox. And he said, not only will I not give you a quote, you should not post this article. And was very offended that they still did it, as if he had the veto power on an article. Steve? We've, we've got the exact quote. Oh, let's see it. We have it right here, in fact. There's a Juan Hungrybox Debitma on Kotaku's recent Smash Brothers article via Twitter. Just quote, just so everyone knows, the person writing the article asked me for a quote, and I not only denied them, I also asked them to not post this sort of article. They went ahead and did it. Sorry, but Kotaku, please never reach out to me for a story again. Now, Not why, the first time we've seen this. Well, why do you think he's so offended, right? Because... Where's the lie was your line from earlier. Well, I there mean, are some sticky kids. It's one of those things where if you are a professional Smash Bros. player, obviously you don't want something so negative and so kind of irrelevant, I guess, posted as the forefront for your game, especially something with Kotaku, where a lot of people might not know anything about the competitive Smash community except that apparently they smell. You know, like it's just not, it's obviously not a good look and it obviously wasn't printed for any sort of valiant reason. You know, it was clearly there to get the clicks. Listen, there was some valuable information, valuable information in the original Twitter thread and it was, hey, listen, just because you shower 
you also have to use soap, right? Okay, that's one tip. Another tip is, just because you're showered and use soap, that doesn't mean that your clothes smell good. You should wash your clothes. Okay, but that wasn't the point of the article, and I think that's what people are upset about. I'm just saying there's valuable information. I never said there was a lie printed. I just said that that's what they're upset about. Now, um, also, it could be a dietary thing, guys. If you eat a bunch of junk food, for example, (laughs) you're more likely to smell. If you eat a lot of garlicky food, that might as well affect um, your body odor, your BO. And the DO for the BO might not be enough. Overall, I mean, there's a lot of things that you could post about a lot of communities that you usually don't. What is it that you always tell us about the Smash community in Austin? Not going to go there. I'm not going to go with why the Smash community was banned from a venue in Austin. That is a private story. Um, but, yeah. It was, it was an article that has kind of been a joke for a long time on Twitter and on various places. And... It obviously wasn't a good one. <laughs> Let me ask this, though, um, just to maybe even yes, play Joe? devil's advocate. Did uh, I, I actually didn't read the article, so maybe I'm not prepared for this segment. But This is why you're going to um, smell at Combo Breaker, because you didn't read the article. Right. Did, the, <laughs> did the headline uh, over-exaggerate or promise anything in the text that, that the actual article didn't deliver on? The actual article headline is, quote, <laughs> smash... <laughs> I've got it right can here. Can we get the thumbnail, yeah, too, I'm going to try to find it. Yeah, let me see if I can pull it up here on the old Kotakus. Smash players plead with each other to please, for the love of God, stop <laughs> smelling so bad. I, I, I think that's well, another problem. Well, first of all, pro- that's probably a lie, because do Smash players care? No, I'm just kidding. I oh, <laughs> got him. See, see I, I think this is part of the reason that people were getting so upset about it, because this is not this is a relatively small section of a relatively small section of of the community that have this issue b an issue that also exists in other communities because i remember absolutely uh, when i went to ufgt uh i walked in before the venue opened uh there was exactly one guy who was uh who had an odor uh that made people turn away and do all that mm-hmm. he was not a smash player he was not playing smash he was Playing Magic the Gathering. Oh, God. No, they're the butt cracks. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so think that this is a Smash exclusive issue is kind of silly. Um, Here we go. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> um, dude, look at poor Mario and Luigi. Oh, having Cecilia. It's a pretty good band. <laughs> this, this is the image that people are are taken away from the Smash community, and it's unfair to the vast, vast majority of players that are regular, well-adjusted people, you know? This article is stupid, but it accomplished its goal, so they'll probably, they'll probably print a follow-up next month. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it got so many clicks, I would not be surprised if we see a, you know, a list of ten things they could do to stop smelling so bad. That will probably be the next one. If so, I had to bet. Uh, I'm stealing that and putting it on Event Hubs before Kotaku can do that. Well, I got some more for you to uh, <laughs> steal for EventHubs.com because that brings us to our Block Grab. <laughs> block Grab! All right. We're going to block or grab <laughs> on topics that are worthy of a clickbait article. Starting off with stinky people. John is the funk... Of a thousand moons or suns worthy of a clickbait article? 
I mean, if you're if your goal is to write a clickbait article and get clicks, then yeah, that's that's a hundred. We just saw a prime example of it. But if you're saying should people write morally about things like that when it doesn't help to forward and further the community's understanding of shit, no, of course not. So I, I think to answer your question, block, block or grab on stinky people as the topic of an article. You're saying block, Steve. I don't understand why this needs to be a thing. I, I, I mean, let's let's preach it in house, but this is not something that needs a massive, massive spotlight. It's not like someone's embezzling money. It's not yeah. like somebody's threatening anybody's safety at an event. It's just some people need to take need to uh, throw their clothes in a washer and dryer. Block. You know, I think there may have been some weird good to come out of this. Like maybe like people see what their community is to the outside now. Maybe things will change, but it shouldn't have been written anyway. So I have to block as Damn. much as I want to grab. Blocks. But, but here's the thing. The people who are going to care about that sort of thing are Already generally watched. the people aren't who this isn't a problem for them. So I don't know how much good it really does. Moving on to our next uh, topic worthy of a clickbait article. We have weak characters. John? What do you mean? Can you be more specific? This I guess it's just more a topic like of an article than a clickbait article. Because if we're like inherently calling it clickbait, then it's bad. Okay. Yeah. Topic of an article. Is this worth being the topic of an article? Weak characters. Steve, do you want to set this one up before John blocks or grabs on it? Yeah. Like if, you know, an article based on the discussion if a particular character was a weak character. Like, I don't know. Um, like, Akuma. is this like Alex and Ryu kind of a thing from Street <laughs> like, Fighter V? Like, like, if I wanted to ask, is Akuma a weak character? Should that be written? Oh, I see. So, like, there's probably already kind of an objective answer that's obvious and, and the conversation doesn't really help anything one way or another? Correct. Because that would be clickbait. And then I would say block. Okay. Steve, block or grab on uh, this topic that you actually added to this list? Uh, let's go with grab because why would I add it if I didn't want to grab it? it, 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 it there's, there's a legitimate angle to there um, where people can talk about why a character, what matchups they struggle in. So Tre it's helpful. Trevzor in the chat is, is giving you gold here. New Event Hub's article, best of five hosts think Smash players smelling bad is not a big deal. New Event Hub's article, weak characters, not newsworthy. <laughs> you can block a grab on the weak character topic. I think this is a pretty interesting topic, actually. I think that the fighting game community and fighting games in general lead themselves to a situation where people get really into their feelings about characters, right? And this character's broken, and my character sucks, and, you know, they got buffed, but they're not good, I promise, or they got nerfed, and they're horrible. You know, I, I think that we have, as a community, a tendency to not look at things objectively at all because we're scared of what's going to happen to the characters we put so much time in. It's not like Hearthstone or League of Legends or Fortnite where if they nerf the shotgun, you just stop using the fucking shotgun. You know, you don't care. So I think that there's a lot to be looked at in terms of the way we look at characters and we look at matchups and we look at moves and we look at how things go because I think that... When people talk about why are the Japanese so much better than the Americans at fighting games, I think a lot of it is that they look at that stuff way more objectively, and they don't get in their feelings as hard about it, and they and they figure out what to do rather than just complaining about it. So, block or grab? I'm gonna grab. I think weak characters is an interesting article. 
Okay, next topic for an article. Why don't more girls play esports? John? Yeah, you could absolutely delve in if you did your research and, and you know, looked at social trends and things like that. And I think there's a lot to be delved in there. Um, so e- grab on the stipulation that it actually has something to offer. And there absolutely could be something to offer with that topic. Um, but you could very easily just make that headline and then, you know, just shit on the keyboard for 10 seconds and then post and you'd probably get just as many clicks. So And probably um, pink eye. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, grab, but only if it's going to actually investigate something worth uh, worth talking about. Uh, okay. Steve? You know, it's an important conversation to have. It's <laughs> one that a lot of people don't like having. Um, it's one that I think makes people uh, lose their minds in multiple different directions. But it's something that needs to be addressed, you know, and... I feel if it's done well, it, it adds value to the community. So I say grab. I believe this was a topic of an article not too long ago, unless it was a spoof and I fell for it. Uh, block or grab on why don't more women or girls play? Why aren't they e-gamers? We've gotten a lot of these for sure. I think it can be done well. I think it's often not. Um, I mean, as a topic, I think it can be a grab, but I think we've gone over it recently enough that I probably wouldn't write it right now. Okay. So that's a block. I think a lot of it's like obvious stuff that people need to implement more so than read. Okay, so that's a block. Going on to our next topic for block grab. Is Ryu too sexy with his shirt off and a beard? <laughs> John? Grab all day. No, <laughs> uh... <laughs> Sucker for the beard. Um, yeah, I don't see where we could go with that with, to, to contribute anything meaningful to, uh, to anybody's day. So I'm going to go ahead and block that. <laughs> All right, Steve, you're going to block and grab on Sexy Ryu. I, I think this is another one that could be done well if, done, if approached the right way, you know. <laughs> How do you uh, write no, this well, Steve? Let's see. Back it up. I, I, if you look at Hot Ryu, Sexy Ryu, the reaction to him versus the reaction to other um, female characters presented, uh, you know, either sexualized or, you know, at least not unsexualized, if, if the best way I could put it. You know, I, I feel like there's something of, a, of substance that could be there. Again, it has to be done the right way. Otherwise, it's just going to be the same old, same old that we've been hearing for years. So grab Hot Ryu. I think you almost cosplayed as him once. I mean, the problem with Hot Ryu is like, the answer is obviously yes. Like, he's way too sexy for the game. He's so sexy they nerfed him into oblivion because they couldn't put him. I and mean, that's like, you know, they banned the Mika costume on ESPN and they were thinking of banning Ryu entirely. And so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. this this had to happen. They nerfed him, yeah. Okay. So that's a block. Saw block, yeah. Block on that. Our very last our, uh, topic for an article here on our block grab Fortnite prize pools. <laughs> John, is that worth writing an article about? <laughs> I didn't write that article. Uh, but uh, there, I mean, yeah. I, well, with this kind of block grab, I think that I think there should be specification, right? Because I think you could take any any kind of idea and and take it to a place where you're actually contributing information that people should hear, you know, like if you approach it the right way. So I think with almost any of these topics, you could say, well, if you do it right, 
Um, and, and I think clickbait comes out of the approach and the execution to it. But I think a like a topic in and of itself is not automatically clickbait, you know. And I think that's kind of what the question we're asking right now. How that would you said, clickbait? Um, well, I mean, yeah, you could you could very easily just put some like no work into it and just put Fortnite hundred million dollars. Come no, look no, at this I article. got it. Here, here's the fort, Here's the the clickbait article. What game is offering a hundred million dollars? Shit, I gotta know. I'm gonna click on that. I've been baited. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I do, I well, I mean, that. I mean, that's pretty surface level, though. You know, like you're just like, what's the answer? Oh, it's Fortnite. Okay, now I got the information. That's that. That really, though, that promised you an answer to that question, and then it gave it to you. Um, it, it didn't investigate much more beyond that, but it didn't. It didn't promise that it would. So I would even argue that that in and of itself isn't technically clickbait. It's just very shallow and surface level. That's but, what clickbait I mean, is, bruh. Uh, I don't know. I no, think you're right. Clickbait you're right. is when it when it promises something that it doesn't deliver on. Mm. Um, uh, and when it when it when it baits you, when it's like, hey, there's going to be this thing, and then you come into it, and it's like very much not this thing, you know. And you're like, oh, I just wasted my time. Beast um, says, you won't believe how much money Epic is throwing into Fortnite. Right, right. I'm uh, Epic Games kills FGC in one easy step. Doctors <laughs> yeah. hate it. Doctors <laughs> hate it. You won't believe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so with any of these things, I think the answer is if you approach it right, then you could make it non-clickbaity. But um, some are very much, you know, a lot easier to to you know they lend themselves to that whole clickbait culture or whatever you want to call it. Um, and and yeah, I mean we could we could go around in circles about this for a lot longer, but that's kind of where I stand. So I mean to answer your question, I'd say grab because uh, because if you do it right, you're good. Steve, block or grab on uh, Fortnite uh, price pools. Uh, this is one of those things where, for, to me, it's the headline and that's it. So I'm going to block. It needs to be mentioned, but I don't know how much, I don't know, to, it, it, how to kill the FGC in one simple step. Boom, there's your clickbait. <laughs> you know, Knuckledew is playing Fortnite now. Well, so am I. And so are <laughs> you. And so is John. So is Steve. I mean, it's, it's, it why once. would we not talk about it as a Fortnite show? Yeah, I'm playing it right now. Best of Fort is the new show. Shoutouts to our new logo there at the bottom. If you're talking uh, from the perspective of someone who got left behind and is still playing fighting games, um, (laughs) then I don't know why you would talk about Fortnite past mentioning it. It's obvious that we are not Fortnite, and it's obvious that we're not going to get $100 million, so good for them, but like, I don't think that should be what we compare to if we were playing fighting games. Well, but, but what if you want to talk about the esports scene in general and how the growth of Fortnite and other things like that could have potentially affect the growth of esports for fighting games and set the stage? In what way, John? Like I don't know. I haven't done my research on that. Although, yeah, maybe um, they'll take over tournaments. You know, first attack is running a Fortnite tournament. Who knows? Maybe Combo Breaker will become a Fortnite tournament. You know, I doubt right. it, but. So I'm just saying, there's, like, there's there, interesting there are theories approaches there. that you could do, you know, to link it. Maybe it's kind of, like, loosely linked there, but it's within the esports realm, and it's a new thing, and it's like, well, the FGC is delving into esports in new ways all the time, and, like, maybe they link up at some point, or maybe what's good for Fortnite's ultimately good for the fighting game community, or bad, you know? We just talked about, like, you know, Fortnite putting putting the fighting com- game community to bed. Like, But, you know, there are valid comparisons you could potentially make. Um, I mean, if you do your research and you figure out that those actually exist, they may or may not be there. Um, but so, so I'm just saying I wouldn't take such a topic off the table immediately just by looking at it and saying, oh, yeah, there's no way you could write that with anything except for clickbait. Um, that brings us to the end of our block grab. 
And on to our next topic, which is that First Attack in Puerto Rico is thrilled to announce that they're going to be having a Fortnite Battle Royale as part of First Attack 2018. Deals about the inclusion will be revealed soon, so stay tuned. Are you hyped? <laughs> I ask again, yes. are you yeah. hyped? Yes. Yeah. Mike, are you hyped? hyped. Very hyped. Okay. <laughs> so, um... Hype boner. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, gotcha. um, we, uh... We're going to run right into this, uh, into our uh, question of the day. We did ask, what would make you drop fighters? We have Knuckle Dang. I saw him the other day tweeting, I'm going to delete Fortnite. It's distracting me from my FGC career. And then a couple days later, I saw him posting clips of him playing. So um, we lost a good one there, boys. Uh, but it's that My Wallet sponsorship, you know, that they have stringent demands. I yeah. just realized that I don't have the question of the day <laughs> graphics. <clears throat> Whoops. So uh, why don't you all just uh, talk amongst yourselves while I download these real quick and uh, pop them into my little viewer here. Well, I think for me the biggest thing that jumped out with this announcement of the $100 million in pricing for Fortnite is how the hell is it sustainable for anybody else? You know, we, we talk about the lack of rapid growth within fighting games because and this is like the ultimate counterexample of that where you have Fortnite just come out of nowhere and all of a sudden it's the hot game oh man I'm we're getting a hundred million dollars I'm playing Fortnite now I'm a Fortnite player what the hell happened to uh, PUBG how's that doing how are yeah. any of these other battle royal games doing? That's what I worry about with this, um, with with games that come in, where the goal is to be an esport, because there's only so much room for that hot new esport, uh, and something else could come along and just steal your thunder like that. And if that thunder is gone, what else do you have? I think Whereas, Fortnite is striking while the iron's hot, don't you think? Well, yeah, but I mean, if the cost of if the cost of striking is a hundred million dollars, first of all, what does that tell you about how much this game is? Yeah, we don't know. In? We don't know what that means to them yet, really. I mean, it's it, it's making boatloads of money right now. Is it going to make boatloads of money six months from now, a year from now? That's to be seen. Is there going to be like another PUBG that comes out of nowhere? Is there going to be another Fortnite? Is there going to be something else that comes along and does it better and then takes, you know, takes all the spotlight and all of a sudden you've got $100 million in pricing for a game that has dwindling income? I don't think they'd do this if $100 million was going to make them lose enough money that it would matter. I bet they make way more than that and I bet they're going to be fine. That's so, my opinion. So um, the question of the day is now ready. And we have our first response to what, if anything, like Knuckle Dudang, would make you drop fighting games to compete seriously in a different game genre. Papa Lotus at Zero Star X says, if development slash patches start changing what I enjoy about a game on a core mechanics level, no sense in competing in something that you don't care for. So this guy is an ex Honestly, I mean, that's a good answer, and it starts to make me wonder sometimes. Can you uh, kill that Fortnite graphic on there, even though we are a Fortnite podcast? Okay, next... <laughs> Uh, Leo Hunter, <laughs> thuggery. <laughs> if there's too much thuggery, well, it's banned, I'm moving so on. We're fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to another genre where there's no thuggery. All right, moving on to um, at Sivart 
or Joshua Travis backwards. If all the local folks that I play fighting games with decided to start playing something else, I'd probably switch as well. My main reason for competing in fighting games is the local offline competitive multiplayer aspect. Nothing beats that. Well, maybe 100 million would. Boom. Moving on. Martin V11. Fighting games have always been a side game for me. Ain't nobody playing ranked fighting games all week without losing your mind in the salt bath. At least in other games, I can blame my teammates. That's a pretty honest answer, and I think it's really true for a lot of people. Yep. Okay, Bloomtune, a diminishing fun factor in community participation. Anyway, can't wait for at Dostanka's debut on Fortnite at First Attack PR. Yep, you'll see it. <laughs> you're a Thanos main? Um, well, Is I can't tell you about the new secret character that they're putting in. Scorpion, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Scorpion. At Rytech84 says, simply, yet unrealistically, to remove the fighting game genre oh. as a whole... Gaming in general heart. is in my blood, but fighting games are where my gaming heart is. That's beautiful. Aww. Ryu Dragon 29 <laughs> says, intense 100 players Mario Kart battle Sounds mode fun. action. Yeah, I'd get down on that. Uh, that was our question of the day. Um, all right, guys, we've talked enough about Fortnite, and we haven't talked enough about Combo Breaker. So let's talk about the Summit of Power <laughs> voting. <laughs> um, anything you want to say real quick about Summit of Power? And uh, well, it was kind of funny watching the voting, right? Because like the first, the first set of voting, the first week where someone got in, Sonic Fox sniped it and got yeah. the Kill Sage in with like a thousand dollars, which was funny to me because I've followed loosely some of the Smash Summit voting, and that's nothing. Thousand dollars to snipe someone in is like nothing. He basically cheated it away, and no one else was competing the right way. They were trying to get their votes over time, etc., and they basically let Sonic know exactly how much money he needed to donate to win, and it worked perfectly. He got in way cheaper than everybody else, and then for rounds two and three. They actually knew how to play the game, right? And so it really started. And then they have to start guessing, oh, how much are they going to donate? Because we have to donate this much more. And it became the shit show that we all know it to be. <laughs> I hate it, to be honest. I can't say it's it's objectively bad. The Summit's uh, succeeding in this their the goal. the first bad thing you say about Summit, I think. It is. No, and the summit, it's their goal. I mean, whatever. They, they want to make money, and this is a way for them to do it. I can't really blame them, and it's entertainment for some people. So, I mean, I just say that, like, I don't love the idea that it becomes this sort of like my friends have this much money contest because a few really good players who I think would have made it in based on amount of votes ended up losing based on amount of money and stuff like that. So, I mean, whatever, it went in. Everyone who got in is at least, you know, a notable name and a good player of the game. Dark Hollow says, And I still think it's going to be cool. Dark Hollow says, why does it matter anyway? Goichi will win it. That's probably true. Yeah, you're probably right, man. All right, that's uh, all we're going to talk about, Summit of Power. But we, Summit's we cool. I don't like the voting. Which, that's it. We should probably mention which five players got in. Hey, what five players got in, Steve? Uh, it's to Kill Sage, Lord hey, Knight, Cloud805, Yohosie, and Moke. We got to do some claps, guys. And those are all clap, clap, you know clap. great players. So, I mean, it's not like anyone fraudulently made it in or anything. Daigo and, and Dago for Smain. One more spot. Yeah, there's one more spot, but I mean, I already got it. It's going to be me, so. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so now, as promised, we're going to talk about the three main games, in my opinion, although Mortal Kombat or NRS games are getting a lot of love, but the three main games that we know how to talk about. Um, Steve is going to talk about Tekken. He's going to break that down a little bit for us. John, talk about Street Fighter Five, and you're going Injustice, right? Yeah, Injustice. All right. <laughs> Steve, all the brackets are up on... Um, on smash.gg, you got to look for Combo Breaker. It's not one word, 2018. Uh, and you can look at that yourself if you'd like to follow along. 
Um, but yeah, let's um, let's get started with Tekken, Steve. Yeah, um, this is going to be a massive, massive tournament. 470 players. This is going to be a bigger Tekken bracket than not just most other U.S. events, but bigger than any Tekken tournament at EVO before 2016, which is ridiculous. Uh, and it's not just a bunch of names. It's You've got names... You've got talented players all over. You've got Go Attack coming out from Korea, uh, making a rare appearance outside. You've got uh, you've got great U.S. players like uh, Anakin, Shadow Twenty Z, Speed Kicks, P Link, all, all the regular, um, all the usual suspects. You've got a strong, strong Korean uh, contingent coming out. JDCR, John Ding, Saint, Knee. Uh, ridiculous talent all the way around pretty much everyone but jimmy j tran uh from either the u.s or korea that's notable is going to be here um with those big brackets you want to avoid losing early because whenever you lose uh your path to getting to grand finals is twice as long as your typical uh as, as it would be through the winner's bracket so if you have some Early clashes, those are going to be critical for a lot of these guys. Like, if you look at pool B3, you've got Beautiful Dude and Spirogen both in that pool. Now, three players will get out of the pool. It's a three out instead of a two out. But one of those guys will advance in losers, and their path is going to be a lot longer. Uh, you look at, like, G4, you've got uh, Kawhi Face Miles and Speed Kicks. You've got H3, Bloodhawk, and Weapon X. Uh, some mat, some potentially big matchups in pools and then look at all of these matches you could have just out the first match outside of pools in Winterside, side which would be top 96 you could get spirogen versus joey fury you could get nyc fab versus shadow 20z you could get jackie tran versus low high kudons versus rip you could get cody versus speed kicks uh, JDCR versus Bin Chang. Bin Chang, uh, his attendance is sort of up in the air right now. But if they both, w if he shows up and they both win, that would be first match after pools on winter side, which would be a ridiculous matchup. So the key to this is going to be avoiding that early defeat because coming through the losers bracket, it's tough at any tournament, but especially a tournament with as much talent like this and as big of a field it is it is an almost impossible ask thank you very much for that awesome breakdown are you excited i am stoked i'm i can't enter uh because i'm on the payroll but i'll be there Dude, you could have uh, won I'll it man be, yeah it's unfortunate <laughs> i'll be playing super turbo and uh super bracket runner three <laughs> <laughs> john uh are you excited for street fighter five I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. Yeah. Now, the last uh, big American premiere event was NCR. Am I right? And <laughs> Steve, Steve, <laughs> and yeah. During, yeah, no, and and that one was like a moment for like the fighting game. Well, for Street Fighter, um, because we looked at the brackets then, and it was like the tradition is like yeah, one or two big names per pool. Uh, this had like three or four or more in every single pool. 
Um, and looking at the combo breaker brackets here, it's a little bit more back to what we're used to. Um, there's everyone who's anyone is for the most part at this tournament, right? Um, you're going to see all the big names, the infiltrations, the Daigos, the Tokitos, everyone. But uh, they are pretty well spaced out here for the most part. Like it's usually about two or maybe three big names per pool, but there are quite a few here. And so they've been spread out quite a bit um, to begin with. Um, I will point out that Fujimura and Tokido are decently far away from each other. Uh, one's in pool B3, and I think the other is in like I something. But they, even if they both get out in winners of their pools, it'll be a while before they clash. So I know a lot of us were hoping to see Tokido versus Fujimura, but um, it, it may or may not happen. If it does, it'll be in the extreme latter parts of the tournament, barring any like you know upsets and then and, you know crazy uh, that they would you know run into each other earlier on. Um, that said, it's going to be like every single pool is going to be exciting. Because you're going to have, um, you know, at least, like I said, two or three big names running into each other. Uh, and, and like, if you have a favorite player, you know, a favorite pro, like I said earlier, they're going to probably be there. Um, so action-packed throughout. Like, day two is going to be amazing. Day three is obviously going to be amazing. Um, one thing I did want to point out, though, if you jumped over to pool, was it I3? Um, and this was pointed out on, on Twitter by, I think, Ricky. Ricky Ortiz. Uh, Ludwig and uh, Human Bomb, the three big like Chun Li players of of note, are all in the same exact pool, which is pretty funny. Um, I don't know if MOV is there or not. I haven't I haven't seen, um, but to have those three in the same pool was kind of like oh that's that they had to have done that on purpose. Not really, but yeah. Um, Dude, I but yeah, you were, com- uh, doing the bracket I can Duncan. tell you that they you they've every player has been seated in a sort of tier, and there was over a hundred players who got some sort of seed. So with 32 pools, every pool has at least three people who were seeded to, in some way. Did you seed me? Um, I can't discuss who fat, was seeded no. and who that's wasn't. That's a big, fat no, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I didn't realize that Donko was the one that was doing the seeding here. But I was going to say that this does look like um, someone that knows the Street Fighter brackets went through this and, and put, like, like uh, as as best they could, spaced everything out. And you so were a tertiary job. seed, John. You were like Aww. one of the outside seats. Thanks. There's man. a lot of people seated. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it should be. It'll be interesting. I, I think that this is as good of uh, of a setup as you could ask for with the amount of top players that are going to be there and the way they're spread out through this bracket. Um, it, it should be everything that we're expecting from Combo Breaker. Are you freezing? Phrasing. <laughs> what did I say? Yeah, what did I say, Steve? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <coughs> John, are you competing in just Street Fighter Five? Yeah, it's just Street Fighter Five for me. I'm I'm also gonna be working, so I really can't. Uh, I don't really have the time to to do more than one game. Oh god. Here we go. What do the Smashers say? <laughs> Johns. Johns got Johns. So uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, the game with the most entrance at Combo Breaker. <gasps> It's kind of interesting, right? Because I helped, um, you know, there's a lot less people to seed in Dragon Ball Fighters, despite having a large, because there's obviously been way less tournaments. You have no idea who's good and who's not. And it's been pretty consistent who's done well. I think the big thing to look out for at Combo Breaker is this is the first time we've seen Goichi and Sonic Fox in a tournament together since, you know, they had their, like, three matchups in two weeks or whatever. So we've seen Chris G kind of get handled, honestly, by Goichi a few weeks in a row. And we've seen Chris G beat 
most everyone in the US he's played except for Sonic Fox. So the question that we're going to see answered is, is Sonic Fox gonna be able to handle Goichi? And further, is he gonna be able to handle the Japanese tier below that of Dagara and Tachikawa and people like that who have also been able to beat, you know, the next best person from the US they've gotten to play Chris G? Because so far the tier list has been Goichi, Sonic, other Japanese, Chris G, kind of everyone else. And so we're gonna get to see, is that true? Is that how it really pans well, out? Uh, who was it? Dogura, right? That that was just about to uh, to beat Goichi at this. Uh, was it last weekend? Yeah. Right. So I, I don't know. Maybe I misheard you right there. But like, isn't isn't Dogura like number two? In the yeah, right and they now? play at the same local. I mean, from yeah. from what I understand, they're pretty. They're 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 at least in some way training partners. So and they're they're sponsored by the same team, etc. So yeah, those. If you were to ask me, who are the one and two best players in the world? I would say Goichi and Dogura. So, I mean, that would be my, my, my no picks. No room for upsets here or surprises or Sonic Fox coming out? Uh, there could be. I mean, since since Sonic has played Goichi last, he's playing a totally new team. There's been a patch that's nerfed two members of Go, Goichi's old team. Goichi's playing a character he wasn't playing before. Um, you know, I, I think there's plenty of room for things to have changed. And, and when they played last, the game was, I mean, a month old, you know, a month, maybe two months old or something like that. And now we've had several months and things have shaken up a lot further. So it's going to be, I, I think it's like the first big tournament since people have gotten really good. And uh, I think it's going to be exciting based on that. And so, yeah, basically the names to look out for, to me, if you were to ask for a top five would be, I don't know, Goichi, Dagra, Sonic Fox. I'd have to look at the thing again, but some good players. Now, do you, do you have Leffen in that mix? Leffen's going to be another interesting name. Leffen, you know, the last he, – he won a tournament in Europe, but there wasn't anyone else too good there. And he did beat Supernoon in a Wednesday night fights like several months ago. But seeing where he lies in that mix is something that we have no real measurable idea of. And I'm sure he's quite good, but, I mean, there's just no way to know exactly how good he is. And this is going to be finally when we get to have answers to stuff like that. Um. Thank you for that a assessment of the uh, Dragon Ball Fighters bracket. No, I know he didn't drop Vegeta. Yeah. So, but um, he's the process. there are a ton of other <clears throat> games being competed in here, including, uh, and we'll just rattle them off quickly Guilty Gear, Exerd. Any uh, people to watch out for in that? Um, probably Kazunoko. Kazunoko. I guess. He'll probably win. Dogger. Dogger. Dogger, one of those guys. What about like Marlin Pie or. I mean, there's, I, I think all the good American players are going to be there, and that's a trend with Combo Breaker, obviously, is I think it's become a tournament like Evo where if you're really good, you're going to go. And, and you've got Teresa coming out, too, for yeah. Exert, which will be interesting to watch. Then we have Injustice 2 with 221 entrants. Of course, Sonic Fox, Theo, Dragon, Samiege, White Boy, Biohazard, Forever King, and many others, uh, Honey Bee, and so on. Um Obviously, Injustice is probably going to be taken by Sonic Fox unless he's been putting too much time in... Uh, That'll be interesting, yeah. I mean, Dragon's been able to win a lot, and I'm sure Dragon's put a lot more time into Injustice than Theo or Sonic Fox, who have been playing a lot of DBZ. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't bet against Fox, though, anyway. I would still bet on him to win it, I if you were to ask me. Uh, if I'm mistaken, I saw a tweet from Sonic Fox saying that he did not enter Mortal Kombat X, but he did enter Mortal Kombat I, He 9. said that he might enter Mortal Kombat X. He, like, didn't, he didn't put it on his original registration, but he's willing to do it. So maybe they'll let him emergency reg or whatever. All right, moving on to Undernight in Birth. 
Um, mm, Uniel, as some of y'all call it. Uh, anything of note here? I honestly don't know who's good at that game anymore. I'd be lying to you if I said otherwise. <laughs> Ilan- Goichi. Ilan says Goichi. Oh, Goichi is there. He'll win. Okay, there you go. Killer Instinct with 140 entrants. Um, a lot of these names on here I recognize from some of the previous uh, Killer Instinct World Cups. Uh, do you think anybody here with their finger on the pulse know that if there's a lot of excitement around Killer Instinct? Anybody in the chat? Certainly for the KI community there is. I mean, this, like, KI isn't at Evo anymore. It's not something that people really travel to at majors anymore for the most part. Like, if there was a long time where you got your solid 40 or 50 at KI tournaments and, you know, Nikki and Bass and those guys would go around and they would play those tournaments. And that's kind of stopped happening. So this is where they go. And so if you're still playing KI, this is probably the biggest deal. Okay. So I want to, yeah, I want to see how well um, Rico Suave does. I want to see how well Pink Diamond was. Uh, does excuse me um i know a lot of people are going to be thinking about wheels uh he had some medical issues recently so he i don't know if he's going to be visiting but uh, a lot of people will have him in in their thoughts this weekend okay um blaze blue central fiction 139 entrance uh you're playing this still uh no i don't play blaze blue anymore <laughs> all right and then everybody's favorite uh, olfactory experiences Super Smash Brothers Wii U. I think Esam always comes to Combo Breaker and always wins the Smash tournaments. It's just like he's like, it's not something that a ton of people come to, but the locals come and then Esam comes and cleans it up. All right, moving on then to Super Smash Brothers Wii U doubles. That's exciting. I like. I'm it sure work. he'll also win that. Uh, well, who will be his partner? MVD. Yeah, probably. Okay, Skullgirls <laughs> second encore. Uh, Sonic Fox is playing. He'll probably win. Yeah. How many games do you think Sonic Fox will win this weekend? Uh, I've counted three so far. Yeah. He, he, he's registered for four officially. Okay, four. Four. Justice. Well, one of them is Dragon. Oh Ball. no, one of them is Dragon Ball. So three. Yeah, you're right. Three. Mystery game tournament. Uh, I think there's multiple games, or is it just one? Because it's, it's a different game every round. Every round. And winners and Jinx. losers are different too. And at least one of them was going to be Mugen. Is that what I understood? Maybe I don't know. I, they usually don't reveal anything. It wasn't a joke. There's a Mugen event. Oh, okay. Um, I am going to, I am going to win. Hashtag fuck Mad Dog. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. 127 entrants. We got Jay Wong. Punk. Ramasama. Silent. Didn't Silent do really well at uh, Texas Showdown? Am I making that up? That's stealth. Oh damn! Sorry about but, that. I have no idea. That's just, I don't think it's the same. Mortal Kombat XL, 123 entrance. Scar, Biohazard, Hayate, Forever This King, is going to be a Steve. weird one. You know, with older games, it's like whoever actually kept up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm sure one of those guys still plays, and that's who's going to win. All right. King of Fighters, you're taking this one, right? I think Xiaohai's going. Xiaohai, so, Reynolds. Yeah, I mean, actually, most of the best KOF players are going. I mean, like, you got, like, Xiaohai, Reynolds, Violent Kane, maybe the best player in Mexico, or at least one of them, El Rosa's going. Um, Dechimo, who made a big splash last year with his weird team. Uh, a lot of good players, for sure. Over 100 for KOF is a pretty big deal, so it's going to be cool to see. This one kind of surprises me, uh, the number of entrants for Vampire Savior. When did this game come out? I'm going to do a quick Google on it. Yet again, this is the only tournament that Vampire Savior players really have to travel for, and so they do it. Mm-hmm. And they, this this was a pretty fun event to watch last year, and, you know, the game is 20 years old. And Yeah, it literally is. It came out in 97. That, 
yeah, that's been the the running theme of Combo Breaker. You know, if Incredible. communities, if, if people show up, they will give them a stage. And people have responded to that within the Skullgirls community, within KI, within Vampire Savior, uh, within Super Turbo. It's going to be part of the Tournament of Legends uh, qualifiers. So it, it's good to see a, a whole bunch of these games have an a mecha sort of like this um, that they don't necessarily get at EVO when it's sort of like everybody's fifth, sixth priority. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, 111 entrants. Uh, I, I'm going zero and two in that. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I promise you that I will bring shame to this show with my terrible Ken. Hey, uh, guaranteed. Baby John, you still there? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee with only ninety four inches. Just make sure not to go near them. Because they spin. Uh, zing. Super Smash Brothers Melee doubles <laughs> with 14 Ooh, entrants. Twice as much don't go near him. <laughs> I got you. I, I, you guys want to know strike. something kind of funny considering today's discussions and such? Yes. Last night when I get in, uh, my sister has a Wii U, and she's like, oh, look what I have. And she pulled out uh, Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U, and shortly thereafter I took a shower. <laughs> um, cool story. Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. You laughed at it, dick. <laughs> I did. Uh, Third Strike, 101 entrance. It's got Jay Wong in there. Jay Wong recently won the event at Showdown, which had a lot of the better American players, which uh, a lot of them were sad about because they got gatekept by a guy who doesn't really play much anymore. But obviously, Justin, a legend um, and one of the best Third Strike players back in his day. So would be not be surprised to see it happen again. Mortal Kombat 9. Relaunched Mortal Kombat into the Here's era. the question. With, when you run Mortal Kombat 9 at a tournament, the person who's going to win is the guy who's like, I don't give... It's, it's going to be the good NRS player who forfeits their practice for Injustice or, or to play Mortal Kombat 9 instead. To get that price. So two, but the problem is, there. Like, I don't even know if there's online who for that game, and if there is, against? it's fucking terrible. So, yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> yeah, I think there is, and it was just awful, like just unplayable garbage. So it's got to be two guys who live close enough to each other to practice who are currently practicing right now. Those are going to be the two who make grand finals. That game's there because it's Rick's favorite game. It's like the one that kind of, I, I, if I'm not misremembering, it's the one that kind of got him into all of this, like the, the modern kind of FGC and such. And, David and David like, is saying in the chat that people still net play Mortal Kombat 9. So maybe I mean, those, sure maybe those guys will win. I'm sure there are a handful on any game. I mean, if you queue into Xbox 360 Street Fighter 4, it's still Efren and like one other guy. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for Ketchup versus Mustard Grand Final. Book it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't right. one like significantly better than the other? Ketchup yes. is better than Mustard you know, on hot dogs, I don't know about on ga- Ooh, in the game. Wrong. Don't you say that in Chicago. Better. Yeah, you're, you 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 mispronounced mustard. Um, everybody knows no, that. No, I didn't. No, I did not. Did you guys know that Steve can eat two hot dogs without using his teeth? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm impressed. As long as they have ketchup on them. John, do you want me to go? Does that bring us <laughs> to the end of the show? <laughs> <laughs> That does bring us to the end of the show, Baby John. <laughs> I'm going to put you in a timeout, Baby John. Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right, so whoever's going to net play Mortal Kombat 9 with me to practice for Combo Breaker, just let me know. John, I got a mean Ermac. 
Save those. That's in, who I played too. Save those inappropriate comments for the Event Hubs podcast, of which episode one just dropped, and you can listen to it on eventhubs.com, wherein John Velociraptor Guerrero is the host. Hey, cool. Thanks. Oh. Didn't know that. That does bring us to the end of the show. We're really excited for Combo Breaker, and we hope you are as well. Watch it with us, or watch these guys. Are you doing any commentary? Yeah, I'll be commentating uh, King of Fighters. Mm, that's where everybody will be watching. At some point, yeah, that's where we'll be watching. <laughs> yeah, I'll be doing some King of Fighters commentary, which I'm excited for. I love King of Fighters to this day. Where Donka's hair is better than the graphics. Haven't been playing a ton recently, but I've kept up. So, All right. This, for realsies, brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for watching the Fortnite, or Best of Fort. Um, <laughs> Fortnite gaming talk show. See you guys next week. Bye. Love you. Bye.